I would like you to turn in your Bibles this morning to Ephesians chapter 6, verse 13. How many brought their Bible today? I just, every once in a while, I like to say it is kind of hold it up, you know, hold it up, shake it a little bit. You know, this intimidates the devil. Just kind of shake it around a little bit. Let him know he's in deep trouble. Ephesians chapter 6. We're going to be kind of dwelling in this sort of this area for uh, a little bit of time here, but we, the, uh, the Armor of God series, I, I don't know how things are going in the other uh, classes or anything. I'm, I'm never able to get in those classes, but I know for the adults and the session that, uh, that I'm a part of, and I think the same could be said for the young adult uh, classes, because they're on the same, I, I believe they're on the same exact schedule. I, I'm just really thrilled at the material, at the response, and everything else like this. I think this has just been rich, a wonderful time. Ephesians chapter 6, beginning <clears throat> in verse 13. Paul is saying, therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the day of evil, and having done all, to stand. Stand, therefore, having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all of the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You know, every morning when you and I wake up, we wake up to a battle. We wake up literally to a war that is being waged in our lives, in our homes. It is going to be waged at the places where we work, where we play, it's going to be waged in the schools that our young people attend, in the colleges where our youth are attending today. It is a very real war, and I want us to make sure that we are recognizing this properly. It is very real. It is a personal fight, and this fight is for your defeat. This fight is to if, if anything, to discourage you. It is a fight that is designed to bring you down. It is a fight that the effort is to get you low and away from God. It is an effort to point you, if, if at all possible, away from faith in God. And this war has been going on a long time. Sometimes we don't recognize it very well. Sometimes we even become even careless. But God has given us armaments. God has given us spiritual weapons to use. And we're going to talk about these. I believe there are many dedicated Christian men and women who feel like a measure of defeat, feel sometimes confused, feels like sometimes, I, th I just think I'm going to give up. I'm not sure if I can live this Christian life. 
I'm not sure if I can, I, I can do what I think I should be doing. And many other things that are said. Understand, the enemy of your soul is the devil. Understand that. And he wants to slam you down. And he's going to, he's very patient. He looks for opportunity to take his attack to you. He doesn't necessarily come with, to you with a frontal attack or anything like that. But he comes to, oftentimes at side angles, at different ways, in which to, in which to discourage you or defeat you or whatever it might be. The ultimate goal, of course, is to get you to think, I cannot possibly live this Christian life, therefore I give up. I just give up. And I walk away from it, and I do nothing. My text, in my text, Paul is saying, get ready to do this by putting on the full armor of God. He says, when we do this, it's important to remember that we're fighting. And I summarize this by saying, our fight is against the devil, and all of these wicked angels, the demonic hosts, and, we, and, and in this fight, we engage this every day of our life. God, uh, the devil does not take Sunday off. The devil does not, is not intimidated by the fact that you showed up in church today. So did he. I've sensed this from time to time, sitting right there. I've sensed the heaviness in my spirit. That there is an enemy that is at work. There is an enemy that wants to ply his, his wickedness in people's lives. And, they, and this, this shows up in a variety of ways. And sometimes I, I just, uh, there's times when we are singing these songs and these are, this is wonderful music and I love it. But I sit there and I begin to pray and I pray in the spirit. I pray with, uh, I, I pray, I'm praying in the word to God break this thing right now. And I want you to know God gives us victory. God gives us victory. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And I keep that in mind. I want you to keep it in mind too. What does Satan want? It's pretty simple. His main objective is to get us to doubt spiritual truth and this goes way back to the beginning when the enemy said, hath God said? Eve, I want you to just question in your mind. Just question in your mind. Did God really say this? That you couldn't eat this fruit from this tree? Did God really say that? It was just the question mark. And he puts these question marks in our mind. He puts them in our thoughts. And we question God. The devil likes to distract us by other worldly things and get our focus off God, but he wants to disable our witness. He likes to disable our witness. He likes to disable our service to God. I know many people today, and you do too. I think they would be wonderful people serving God, bringing forth a, a strong witness for God, but what's happened to them? They've been decked by the enemy, and they have no witness, they have no service, they're just there. And I tell you what, the enemy has won that battle because he has nullified the influence that they might possibly have. We have to be properly attired for this battle. 
Every day when I roll out of bed, I make choices as to what I'm going to wear, and sometimes that's dictated by what I'm going to encounter that day. This morning, the alarm goes off about 5.30, I roll out of bed, what am I going to wear? That's simple, I'm wearing this. Tomorrow morning, I roll out of bed, about the same time, if I was going to go out and mow the yard or shovel the driveway, I would not be wearing this, I'll wear something else, you know? And so I need to be t- properly attired. If I'm going into battle, I want to make sure that I'm fully prepared with a proper armor. And I've got somebody to help me today. And uh, when Paul says, put on the full armor of God, that's exactly what he's talking about. Scott Devereaux is going to help me. How many of you know Scott Devereaux? Scott Devereaux is an Iowa State trooper. Amen. Amen. I also have another question. How many of you met Scott Devereaux outside of church? (laughs) Could you raise your hand? (laughs) Some of them aren't raising their hand, are they? Mm. We'll talk about truth next week. Okay, good. So you step onto the enemy's battlefield... And if I'm not properly attired, I become a target. It's as simple as that. I become a target. Verse 14 says, Stand therefore, having girded your waist with truth. In other words, there is a belt, this belt of truth. You've got that on, Scott. Here, let me get a microphone. <clears throat> Tell us what that, what that belt's going to do for you. Keep my pants up. That'll help. That's a good thing. You yes. know, I see some of these guys walking around with their pants down about around their knees. Those are the guys you want to chase. You don't have gonna, to chase them very far. No, you won't chase them very far. <laughs> Plus, you know, one hand's okay because they're holding them up. That's right. This is pretty unscripted stuff. Yeah. <laughs> okay, tell me what you got on that belt. Oh, I have handcuffs, more ammunition handgun on this side, and most importantly, my first aid kit. What is that? First aid kit. First aid kit, okay. So that's after you clobber them or something like that. You put a band-aid on them. No, that's not for them. (laughs) We have an ambulance for them. Okay, good. That's for me. That's good. Listen to me, I'm actually, with each one of these, uh, with each one of these armaments, I'm going to, I've got a little tiny prayer of a sentence or two. And we're going to print that in the uh, newsletter this coming week. But here's what I'm saying. I choose to fasten on truth. And I'm going to stay centered on the word of God. I want to live in truth. I want to walk in truth. And I'll testify of the truth of God. When we are equipped with the word of God, friends, Satan's lies cannot deceive us. They simply can't. When we run into false teaching, we become, just like that, immediately we become aware of the fact that there's something false, something that's not right. It's not ringing right. The Bible says in Psalm 119, verse 11, Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I might not sin. We put it in. We put this in. See, I mean, you know, when you're confronted with sin, 
if you've got the word in your heart, you've got ammunition. It's not good enough for Scott to carry a weapon at his side with this thing, and it's just empty. It's not going to do much good. And so we need to have, we need to be filled with God's word. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and the spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Folks, I need to have the word so it can discern my thoughts. The idea here is my thoughts and my attempt, my intents of heart. And God wants to bring correction in those areas sometimes. He wants to bring instruction or, or steer us into, into the correct direction. Okay. Number 14, or verse 14, continuing on, talking about the breastplate of righteousness. Talk to us about that, Scott. Well, you got me to hold something? <laughs> it's not loaded. It's not loaded. Um, it has armor plate on mm -hmm. the front and the back. Okay. That can stop a rifle round. Okay. And it's heavy. Are you wearing something underneath that? There's a panel on the side, and when I do actual entries, I do wear my regular ballistic panels underneath too. Okay, so like when you're in your normal, you we'll I just, probably... It was going to be too hot in here for me to oh, wear yeah. that other one underneath. Okay, so normally you do wear a... a, a Kevlar. A Kevlar vest. vest. underneath, and then this is okay. a ceramic plate. So this is a plate. Yeah. It's Good. about an inch thick. Where's Kent Wasty? Kent, come up here. Come up here, big guy. Don't hurt me. Can't waste it. This guy's got a scholarship to Northwestern College. He's going to be a football guy. Here's your big chance, Kent, to take a swing at an Iowa State trooper. Hit him about right there. Right there. Don't hurt me now. Ow. You hurt? <laughs> okay. Hey, Morgan. Morgan, come up here. Morgan, come up here. You're taking the pictures. Morgan, here's your opportunity to take a swing at Dad. This wouldn't be the first one. Probably wouldn't be the first one, would it? <laughs> come on up here. Come on up here. Huh? Can I give him a hug instead? You can give him a hug. Aww. Aww. You know what would happen if you double up your fist and whack that, don't you? Who's going to say, ouch? You. <laughs> That's right. Morgan, Kent, give them, a, give them your blessing. God bless you. Thanks, guys. Thanks. This is a major piece of armor, isn't it? Be protected. I want to know and I want to feel what God knows. Not just my emotions. I want my responses today to be based on truth and not my emotion. There's a lot of people, you know, folks, there's a lot of people that get led through their lives just simply on their emotions. I mean, honest to goodness, if they're up and happy and hallelujah, they're up here shouting and raising their hands the next day, why, you know, I don't know what happened, and they're dragging their knuckles on the ground. 
And um, if you allow these things to run your life, you can expect to be defeated in your life. Verse number 15 gives us the next one here. Verse 15 says, Having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Shod your feet. It's what you're wearing here. It's what you're wearing here. You know, I brought these with me. I need to have you shine mine. (laughs) These are what I used to wear about 20-some years ago. And uh, they're a little high mileage. But um, these things have got steel in the toe. They've got a sole on them that's pretty thick. And you know what? When I went downstairs to get them, I found some old socks in them. Want me to bring them out? No. Probably not. <laughs> I wondered what that smell was. <laughs> anyway, here's what I'm saying about this. Lord, I choose to put on the footwear of peace. Everywhere I go, I want to be a peacemaker. I want my footprints to be the evidence of tranquility, and that is my life through the power of the Spirit. See, these Roman soldiers wore these shoes. We've got, a, we've got a little bit of this on the screen up here. And they had kind of like these little metal pleats in them. And uh, uh, this was so that it enabled them to plant their feet very firmly and everything and not be moved around. In the spiritual realm, I need to be able to plant my feet on the bedrock of Christ and not be moved off of that, not be blown off of that, not allow my emotions to tip me over and and move me in a wrong direction on that. Verse 16, above all, taking the shield of faith with which you're able to quench all of the fiery darts of the wicked one. You've got a shield there. What's that thing made out of? This is Kevlar. This is Kevlar. Okay, so if Kent came up here and belted this thing, you're going to get out your first aid kit and fix him up. Right, it's, it's actually about the same material. This same as that. But then it's got a window. Got a window. And uh, that's going to protect you. It's not, it's not super light. No, no, it isn't. Hey, that's right. This thing isn't. Ooh, some gal. <laughs> Come on up here. Come on. I scared her earlier. Okay, you scared her earlier? Here, pick that up. How'd you like to hang on to that all afternoon? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. This is heavy, isn't it? Here. That'll protect you against mom and dad, won't it? <laughs> hey, Scott, this is good stuff. You know, sometimes these uh, Romans, they had a couple different kinds of shield. One of them was actually, look at the size of that thing. That's a little bit bigger there, and that's why some of them, some of them would actually have a guy bearing this armor. In other words, somebody would be holding this, and you would be behind this thing. It's about the size of a door. We can get about 12 guys behind this one. Can you? (laughs) It's formidable. It's formidable. I think this is a big one. 
And here's my prayer. Lord, I take up my shield of faith. And no matter how many fiery darts of the devil come my way, no matter how many trials, how many temptations I might have to face, I can stand safely behind this shield of faith. See, the enemy in, in Paul's day, they would fire arrows at this that actually would be lit up. And they would come against this thing. You can imagine what would happen if you didn't have a shield. You know, you're gonna you not only get, get pierced by the arrow, but there's fire connected with that thing. It was an awesome weapon. And this is a piece of the armament of the child of God. Amen? Good. Let's keep going. Verse 16 talks about the shield of faith. By the way, faith is a mighty force, isn't it? It's the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. It's real. It's real. Faith isn't just something that uh, preachers talk about and, and we can't put our hand on it or something like this. It's real. It has reality. It has substance. And God uses it in our life. <clears throat> Verse 17 says, Take the helmet of salvation. Put on the helmet of salvation. This is your helmet right here. What's that made out of? Any idea? It's Kevlar. Kevlar too. It's, will it stop a bullet? Slow it down. It's supposed to. A square shot with a rifle round would be tough. Yeah. I suppose I could use a microphone. Yeah, that'd be good. A and rifle so, round may, in, in the right angle, go through it, but it's better than nothing. How much do you think that thing weighs? <clears throat> Five, six pounds. Yeah. After a while, it'll give you a headache. It, it all gets heavy. Yeah. Yeah. And see, this is... I don't know how much does this weigh, the uh, breastplate of righteousness. Well, these are brand new, so um, the ones we just got rid of were close to 50 pounds. Okay. And this one is probably 35, which is unbelievably, you really notice it. It's a lot lighter. Okay, so you got 35 pounds here. This thing probably weighs about eight or nine. Yep. Okay, you got that. You got a, this belt on and a lot of stuff on that belt, another eight or nine. I don't go swimming in it. Don't go swimming in it. You got this on your head. There's another five to six, seven pounds. Depends on what you end up attaching to it. Um, and a weapon on that side, too. And something in your pocket here. This is a lot of weight. That's more ammo. Those are, those are the real deal. Those are the real thing. Yeah. The thing to remember is our troops wear this every day. Every day. In, the, in war. And it's about 110 degrees. And they probably will have something else on their back there that they're, pack, depends yeah. on what they're doing and everything. This is, um, and you can talk to any one of those soldiers and they'll tell you no matter how hot it is, how miserable it is outside, we're not gonna leave that off. We're not gonna leave that off. We're not going to just shed this and say, I need a day off. They're going to put it on, and they're going to be happy to put it on, even though it's tough. When we go on a mission, it, we, nothing, none of this gets left behind. Yeah. There you go. So I'm putting on the helmet of salvation to protect my mind and to guard my thoughts. I thank... I thank you that when the enemy of my soul 
sends one of his thoughts my way, this helmet of salvation is going to be my protection. I want you to listen to this carefully. <clears throat> the battle that the enemy always brings, he starts in our mind. This, uh, this helmet is critical, just absolutely critical. And this is the devil's combat zone in our minds. It begins in our emotions, it translates into our actions, and it always begins in our thoughts. I need to protect my life against any of these assaults that comes against me, and they begin in my mind. One more. <clears throat> And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Have you got a sword there? Yep. Pull it out. It's right here. Where? Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a little newer than we've upgraded. Yeah. You're I can just, reach out a lot farther. It's an upgrade, all right. <laughs> that will reach out and touch you. Yes. I have my sword over here. It's been seen by others. And let me step out of your range. Well, you're, you're already I'm out, right of out of your range. This was uh, given to me on the occasion of my retirement from the military. It's a field artillery, Civil War field artilleryman's saber. It's real. And this is attached to that belt. And it's also attached to a thing on your leg. And it's can be pulled out like this. And that is not all that sharp. But you know, if you came whacking down on somebody, I think it'd do the job. But um, if you watch the inauguration, there was, I saw a couple, and this is only, you only wear this in ceremonial things anymore. I mean, the military, Uncle Sam does not use swords anymore, he uses those. And this Different was at kind the, of sword. Huh? A different kind of sword. Different kind of sword. But these are only for ceremony now. And um, anyway, but um, I want you to know something about the sword of the spirit. It is a defensive weapon, but it is also the only, it is the only offensive weapon that Paul spoke about. He talks about the breastplate, right? That's defensive. Helmet of salvation, defensive. Our feet shod with the preparation of the God, defensive. The Word of God, offensive. It is an offensive weapon here. I choose to lift high the Word of God. This is your Word, and I thank you for this weapon which is able to cut and defend and bring about conviction and righteousness. Amen? I really appreciate Scott for helping me. Last Sunday, I think we had two other law enforcement persons here. Do you know if they're here today? I have today? not seen any of them here yet. Okay. Okay. Pastor Russ, would you come up? I want us to pray for Scott. And <clears throat> he has a difficult job. And largely, uh, in many occasions, he gets probably a little bit misunderstood by some. And, um, but I want us to pray for him and ask God to help him 
and, and, and watch over him. Would you join me? Father, I thank you for law enforcement officers like Scott Devereaux. I thank you for their sense of duty. I thank you that you are calling them to this purpose. They are peacemakers. And so I thank you for Scott. I thank you for other law enforcement personnel that oftentimes we, don't, we take them for granted, but they lay it on the line every day. And so, Father, I pray that you'll divinely protect Scott. I pray that when he gets involved in dangerous situations, you'll give him wisdom. You'll help him to know exactly how to handle situations. Father, we thank you that you properly arm him, not only with these physical armaments that we've seen today, but you've also armed Scott spiritually. Father, I pray that you'll keep him strong, that you'll use him. Let him be a light and a testimony for Christ. Thank you for all of the law enforcement personnel that, um, that protect us, that keep order in our culture and society. And I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you. Gives God a blessing of your hand. Thanks, Scott. Thank you. Again, I just as a reminder, this scripture, this word right here, <clears throat> is our offensive and it's a defensive weapon. It, enable us, it, it enables us to deflect the blows of the enemy that oftentimes can touch our hearts, can penetrate into our lives, can move us into seasons of great discouragement or despair or whatever it might be. It's the word. It's the word. It's the word. And it's powerful. It's very powerful. It's important for us to take up this weapon. It's important for us to become masterful in its use. I, I just, I just want to use that as a, as a segue to say I encourage you, be in Sunday school too. I'm glad you're in church this morning. Also, I want to encourage you, these Sunday school classes, they are for the strengthening of your soul, the body of Christ. I encourage you, be a part of them. <clears throat> and this is, there is now the danger that excuse me, that we need to avoid the notion that we can pick or choose which ones we want to, which pieces of armament that we want to pick up and, and put on. I know that's the easy thing. I, I talked about that just very briefly, but we need all of these things. God says take them all and put them on. Not just I'll take this one today or this one or this one or whatever, but take them all, place them on your, into your life because each piece is vital. And if there's a piece missing, I believe that's exactly where the enemy will attack you. So make sure you're armed so that you're not unprotected and uncovered. And that's why we're to put on the full armor of God. Donnelly, would you return to the instrument, please? Folks, anytime, anytime that you take a step of faith, any time. I have to tell you this. You are also going to face an enemy that does not appreciate 
you stepping out in any kind of faith at all. If you're the person that enjoys just sitting nice and quietly and doing nothing except showing up, I don't know if the enemy will bother you that much, but when you take that step of faith, when you say, I will serve God, and I don't care whether it's going to be to dry the dishes after church today, that enemy will take that moment and bring whatever it is to fight against you. Churches, churches that love God like this church, churches that believe that people need to come to Jesus, the enemy will fight that. Mark my words, the enemy will fight. But God has given us a weapon, hasn't he? God has given us his word. God has equipped us. And God has promised something else to us. He says you're going to have a victory. Not defeat. This enemy is not going to defeat us. He's not going to plow us under. Not going to roll us. And that's because of this. If the enemy hits at you, and we see you stumbling, and we see you about to fall, the beauty of his church is that there's going to be people all around him that are going to say, here, I'll hold you. I'll prop you up. I'll strengthen you. I'll speak things into your life that God is perhaps speaking into my life and that will strengthen you. I'm telling you, that's New Testament stuff right there. That's how the church is supposed to work. God doesn't just set us out here and say, okay, you're on your own. That's a great way to get picked off. That is a great way to get rolled by the enemy. Don't do it. You need your church. You need what it can bring to you. And everything that God wants to do in his house. Would you stand with me, please? You know, folks, God has equipped every one of us. From the newest Christian setting in here today, from the, from the, from, I don't know who the newest Christian would be, but for the newest Christian in here to the oldest Christian in here, he has equipped you. Do you know that? You say, well, I'm kind of young in the Lord, and I've only served the Lord for a few weeks or months, and, and I don't know, this is the first time I ever heard this. Don't worry about it. He's equipping you. He's equipping you. And now you know more than what you knew when you first came in the building. And that's going to help you. That's going to be a blessing to you. Amen? And so you don't have to, you don't say, well, if I serve God for 25 years, then I'll have victory. No, no, no. If you served God for five minutes, God will help you to walk in victory. I want you to know that. I want you to grab that. This isn't about time. This is about the willingness of heart. So he's given us these weapons of warfare. Now it's our job. Put them on and walk in them. Notice in the text that I read this morning, he says, so that you'll be able to stand, he says it three times. Almost, almost in the same sentence. 
that's important. We want to stand and we want to be firm in the Lord. Amen. Father, we thank you. <clears throat> thank you for watching over our church family. Thank you for blessing them and loving them. Thank you, Father, that you have given them the proper armaments in which they can defeat this enemy that wants to bring a discouragement or harm or whatever it might be. Father, we thank you for this. We thank you that we are people that will walk in victory, not in defeat, not dragging our hands and saying, I can't do it, but we will walk in victory and we will lift our hands and we will shout unto the Lord that the Lord is our conqueror, the Lord is on our side. So we thank you for that. We ask you to bless every person here today. Bless the food that we're going to enjoy. Bless our time of fellowship. Bless our annual business meeting. Father, we believe that all of these things are covered not only by the blood of the Lamb, but the strength and power of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Lift your hands for the blessing of God. Do that together. Father, may the Lord bless and keep each one of these folks here at Faith Community Church. Let their lives be blessed. Let your face shine upon them with favor, with the anointing of your spirit. Be gracious unto them in all things, and let us be gracious unto one another in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you.